Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello, and welcome to Miller Oddcast, episode 15. In this episode, we feature the poet Akoswa Zimba Afirye Hueri. Akoswa Zimba Afirye Hueri is a Zambian Ghanaian poet who grew up in Botswana. She holds an MFA in poetry from the University of Michigan. She is a Hopwood and Meter Family Award winner, as well as a finalist of Brunel International African Poetry Prize, the Palette Poetry Spotlight Award, the Furious Flower Poetry Prize, and Wick Poetry Center's Peace Poem Contest. Akoswa has received fellowships from Kalalu and the Watering Hole. Her work has appeared or is forthcoming in Obsidian, Bird Code Quarterly, Wildness, Bettering American Poetry, Was Good, and The Felt. She is currently working on her first poetry collection. In this series of rich, dazzling, and evocative poems, Afirye Hueri strives with fierce and elegant success to articulate the body, to map it onto our moment, and to understand it as a war, an open window, a loosening belt, a project of construction and resistance to oppressive forces, and open to pleasure that should be any body's birthright. In the conflations of the divine and the gritty beauties of the material world, these poems call us to a higher understanding of ourselves and of everyone else. Please enjoy If I Play Brenda Fassi Now from Akoswa Zimba Afirye Hueri. If I play Brenda Fassi now, America's morning might sound more like a church, like something I can dance in, like somewhere God can be found. Not those 7 a.m. streets distressed about private business, not the brown bark silence of my skin so loud in everyone's eyes it might as well be shouting. The point is, I have only my naked body and its hair wherever it grows, and Brenda You're a dead woman I've been holding on to since you were alive, as if it's not already hard enough to be a woman convincing the world that your body is yours, like your name is, without someone like me holding on to parts of it as if it were mine. How long have I kept you, Brenda? What is said now? Sorry, or I knew better, I just couldn't help myself, or I saw you and thought you were mine to have. I've learned to answer with whatever sounds usual. I know these answers are on the money or close to a man's word or freedom. It's all the same, right? I was up late last night trying to make sense of the world. I started with Mars and thought I'd gotten somewhere until I realized I was on the wrong planet. So far away that everything started to make sense. I had my body, my own moons, red lipstick, and roses that wouldn't get caught in my hair. The fake kind that never die or were always dead. Comorbidity. I wake up to the world knee deep in early morning and March. I am ill again for the third time in three months. My body fights me sometimes sometimes as often 
often is too much. I let the outside knock on my window, but do not let it in. There is nothing to be seen that I have not already. The trees are the color they were yesterday. The trees are home and do not move. I used to be able to see the Empire State from my fire escape. Now I leave the world by closing the curtains. I let myself sleep and sleep. When I wake, I let my hands cut my hair in the bathroom mirror. Of course, the pool of water collected below the sink is just water, not a lake or the first act of March or karma for my dried eyes. The water makes me think of ice cream, wet flavor, marvel at how appetites lose when we are sick. Still, my sickness is so well fed. I hear my name being called and know at least that I am still here, even if the voice calling is fever talking in my head. Isn't it a privilege to be called by what you were named, to be led into feeling alive by the name you were given? I am glad that the night still enters my house, that something I care to see wants to see me. In sickness and in health, I let myself be myself. I lay naked, unshielded, as my body becomes a war turning inside my bed. I am a war turning inside my bed. I am afraid to lay sick in the world and infect something. What can I touch that is not already hurting enough? I am a difficult conversation. I know. I let myself be that. I'd let myself be loved, but where do I find someone to do the task of loving me? I follow the pain with my eyes, wide down my body's uneven chambers. I say out loud for whatever can hear me. Thank you for this body, for how it lives and lives. I put my hand against myself and I sleep. To-do list. Scrape and shimmer from my fingers to make room for more hunger. Research ways to stop a running mouth. Ask my name if I've made home enough for it. Unleash it and see if it returns. Mark the hours that sound like licorice when pressed. Serve my words before they expire. Say it. I'm becoming an open window. A loosening belt. How to rebuild me when I fall apart and what I want when I come back. I want a spine lined with cement, a gun barrel throat, a voice with steel boots, an inside out turned tongue so the words come out right. I want to command a lover who leaves me whole, devours me, wrings me out like wet clothes, wraps and rings till the fingers flood, drips me. I want to rent my body to a soul brave enough to carry it naked in the street. I want to be naked in this body in the street, to spoil the sky like a garden in heat. I want to beg the bottle never to return the alcoholic to the world without his drunkenness. I cannot tap moonshine from between my legs and judge the drunk still. I want only to hear the music the instrument wants to play. 
I want a violin that pulls its own strings and a cymbal selfish enough to hide its notes. I want to be a man, both poison and medicine, to know the distinction between the two and still choose to mix them up, pour for my lovers at my leisure, sleep easy at night, wake up without heaviness when the body next to mine is cold. I want what I deserve, not just the shell with the sound of the ocean, but the ocean too. I want to grow my own garden in my hair. I'm tired of the flowers you give me, the ones that refuse to navigate the bushnap and knots in my path. I want to say no. I will not make the way straight and easy to follow for your sake. I want to play God, to give my breast to the wailing cities. They would build an altar at my feet, give me their last when their children are dying. I'd offer my breast, raw nipple, and when their mouths come loose, still hungry, question their faith and never myself. I know a place where I can spread myself out and be enough to fill a room. That place you said I'll find one day, whose sky smells like Harlem, 116th and Lenox, where Ghana found its way into America and waits for me in the market on a table with beads, where my hands are not my hands but my mother's. How lucky I'd feel, prepared. I'd hear the sun against my window, pulsing its wanting eyes through the glass, and it will say, take and eat, this is my body. I'd place my chin on the windowsill, and would take, and would eat, and my skin would grow even blacker from the joy of light, and God would see and know he sees a good thing, and he would say, let there be darkness, and so darkness would not mean forsaken, and he would not say to separate it from light. Remember what you told me? How I'd turn to my reflection in the glass and my mother would be a proud face sounding out of me, her hands looking into my body, seeing what a good thing I have become. I'd turn and America would be a man in the distance asking for forgiveness, meaning it. And the woman wailing would not be my grandmother. And the woman wailing would not be me. And the woman wailing would not be 50 women in the living room at my grandfather's wake, expected to perform their wailing every time a man walks in. Panacea. Fall asleep with the lights on to keep your enemies out. The skies charting over you have no sense of falling. A god in your mother's language will keep you alive. When the universe and beings conspire to make you think yourself a moldy stain, your voice a damp spot, spittle at the bottom of a glass, say one day at a time, as your father used to. Say what cat got your tongue, then skin it alive. Call me by my name. When God called the animals two by two, each came foreign unto itself, only knowing its name once told. A man is called into his name each time it is spoken, or a man becomes more of himself each time he is called by his name. 
When my mother calls me from a distant continent, I must travel her voice to come into myself. I measure how far I am from myself by the length it takes to walk along my mother's voice into my name. When my mother sends for me in my true name, I measure how far I am from myself by what language I use to respond. I learn naming is how a thing becomes itself. I learn calling makes a thing return. Thanks for being with us for Miller podcast number 15, featuring the poems of Akoswa Zimba Afirye Hueri. Gratitude to her for allowing us to showcase these wonderful poems, which were a notable entry in our 2020 Miller Audio Prize contest. It's an honor. Stay tuned for Miller Oddcast number 16 coming soon. And don't forget, submissions are open now for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. The deadline for this year's contest is June 15th. Learn all about it at our website. Thanks also to Missouri Review contest editor Bailey Boyd and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, DMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Submit your work today. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.